Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan Carson, and you're listening to Student Ministry Matters. Thrilled that you've chosen to, to download and listen as we continue the conversation about student ministry. Now, over the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about summertime. We looked at events and specifically maybe some choices that you're going to have to make about spiritually minded events, if it's a mission trip or a conference or camp, something along that line. And then last week, we talked about uh, teaching and what that looks like, because the summertime is different. You've got eight to 10 weeks that you're trying to cram something into, and you're having to work around all those camps and conferences and mission trips that you go to. And so we wanted to kind of wrap up this short little series by talking about fun time during the summertime. And I know that's a corny title, but guess what? I'm 48, so every once in a while, the corny, it just comes out. So tonight, I've got Chris Vines with me. Say hi, Chris. Hi. How's it going, everybody? Zach can't be on here with us tonight, and so it's just me and Chris. We're going to be talking about these things. But before we get to that, I want to mention our sponsor, Central Baptist College of Conway. This weekend, as I've watched social media blow up, I've seen all of these graduation pictures for colleges, and it's been so cool to watch graduates of Central Baptist College. And i got to make mention of Bobby Wilkie. Bobby has been a faithful servant in that school, a part of their support staff, and he retired this year, and they bestowed on him a degree. And if you know Bobby, that's a real special thing. Um, I love this guy. He has been so faithful for the school for so long. Uh, but Central Baptist College, that's the, that's the type of place that they are and the type of people that they are. There's a special CBC experience. So if you have a student who's trying to figure out that next step what they need to do, where they need to go to college, have them contact Central Baptist College at cbc.edu, and uh, they'll they'll get you some information. So reach out to them. Well, Chris, we want to start with a question of the week, and since we're talking about some fun time activities during the summertime, let me ask: lock in, yes or no? What do you think? No. <laughs> Seems pretty emphatic. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's not just so cut and dry, I, I don't think, anymore. Um, I've done a lock-in. I've done multiple lock-ins, as I think most youth leaders have. And they're a lot of fun, but, man, they're a lot of work. And uh, uh, I have I have found, in my experience, uh, since doing lock-ins uh, here in Hope, um, that and I'm not going to say n- never will I ever do one again, but... I've just found that they are not, they haven't been worth all the effort. Um, mm, yeah. And, and so uh, I, I've, I've vowed that I will, if I ever do one again, I will do it very differently. And so, uh, and without going down the whole rabbit trail, I'll just say this, that, you know, it seems to be more work of trying to keep the kids who show up who want to just be with their girlfriend or, do their own thing. 
it seems like we're constantly just, you know, shining lights on corners and things like that more than we are uh, actually having fun. And so that's why the emphatic no to the lock-ins. But also I'm in a space where it is really hard to lock down. Um, We've got a lot of hidey holes. We've got a lot of rooms. We don't have any just like, it's hard to put them in just one small space for, you know, 12 or 13 hours. But anyway, I, I know you can do it well, and I know some guys who do, and so more power to you. But we're going to just move on to something else. <laughs> well, Chris, that's I'm in the same boat, man. I have done lock-ins over the years. Uh, sometimes they've been great events. Other times it is that constant trying to keep couples apart. You know, probably my worst lock-in was several years into um, – specific church. I'd been there. Everything had gone fine for the years before. It was something that we always did during the winter time. And Mm so we just would get together. (laughs) But that specific night, everything that could go wrong kind of went wrong. Um, Mm. There was a hole knocked in a fellowship hall wall. Um, Then there was another hole knocked in another wall with a door handle. And then there was a third. Wow. That was three holes. Yeah. And then there was a third one. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And see, we didn't have a gym even. We were just doing this throughout the church uh, with an education space and sanctuary and a fellowship hall. And so it was, it it was always a lot of fun, but you're right. There's a lot of work, a lot of work because you either have to designate, okay, you're going to go to sleep here or you have to plan everything out uh, to where they have hours and hours of activity. You know, yes. even more than what you want. So, yeah, yeah and then, I, they, and then, I, <laughs> then they then they get mad at you. Like, why are we doing stuff? <laughs> exactly. It's like so you don't fight and so you don't do other things. I don't need you to be doing. So, well, yeah. lock ins can be again. Both Chris and I, I think, are saying if you that's your gig, if that's your thing, okay. But for us, we have decided eh, we're going to figure out something else, and and I have. Over the last couple of years that I was at that church, we didn't do overnight lock-ins. I'd come in at about 3 o'clock, and we'd go till midnight and be done. And it was fantastic because they still had all those activities, but nobody got to that breaking point of being so stupid tired that they were stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you two things and then we can, you know, I I know this isn't what the the topic is for tonight, but I remember, I remember the look in my volunteers eyes after the second lock-in and, and I just got the vibe that it was either, they were, I mean, they were saying they're either, you don't do this again or you're out. And, uh, (laughs) and when they, and when I say out, I mean, I think they were going to, they were ready to, they were ready to kill me. And so, yeah. Um, I decided, I was like, you know what, we can have, we can do some more things than a lock-in, but also, man, I, I made a big, a big rookie mistake. I think it was our, my very first lock-in to ever do. And I was actually, I was actually hired by CBC on a part-time basis, a uh, very part-time basis. Um, during that, those, those few years, I was traveling around a different local church association meetings, just representing the college, you know, and, uh, I've always I've always loved CBC. I did that for them right after I graduated, and then even after I, I moved away, they continued to uh, use me in that capacity. And so, I 
for whatever reason, did not see that I had a scheduled association meeting visit for the Saturday after a Friday night lock-in. And, and so, and it was, the deed was done because I'd already promoted this lock-in. I'd had kids sign up and all this kind of thing. And then I realized what I'd done. And so I, I went to the lock-in and I was up all night. I mean, I, you know, I woke up 8 a.m. or earlier that one day, got everything ready, stayed awake all night and drove kids home, got them home by seven. And then I was on the road to Eldorado, Arkansas for a 10 o'clock association meeting on that Saturday. And I'm telling you, it was everything I could do to keep my eyes open while sitting there in those pews waiting for my turn to get up and represent CBC. Two five-hour energy drinks later, um, I somehow crashed in my bed that afternoon around three. And I don't think I woke up. I don't think I woke up until almost right at church service the next day. I mean, it was it was awful. And for whatever reason, that was that was the first lock in and I decided to do another one. And so anyway, you hit a you hit a string, a, a sore string. I did in my, in my life <laughs> asking that question. Well, so. you know, um, the reason I bring it up is is Zach sent us the fun things that they do during the summer, and he leads off with, we do an end-of-the-school-year lock-in. And I'm like, bless your heart. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I can well, say that because I, lo- I love him. Yeah, he but <laughs> he's still young. Well, that's he's that's what young. I got to say. So, you know, I, I hit 40, and I thought, mm, these are getting kind of hard. And then there was I made a decision. And so we changed. But, well, again, we're talking about fun time during the summertime. And we are looking at some of the fun activities that that we do with our groups and maybe some decision-making uh, process that we go through when we choose those things. Because that's what, it, what we need to, to understand is how do we get to that place? What are we going to do? Uh, maybe think about some things in a way that you didn't think about them before. And so w- we just want to talk around that. Uh, let me go ahead and share some of the things that, that Zach sent us. He did mention an end-of-the-year lock-in. He also mentioned that during the summertime, they also have two or three pool parties, and then a back-to-school bash. And that may hit something like what you do at your your church. Uh, those, those same things kind of fall into place. Because it's kind of hard sometimes getting your group together for some summertime activity. Um, so what do you, Chris, what do you guys do for fun during the summer with your group? Um, well, we do a few different things. I mean, I think like most youth groups, um, we we try to get out uh, of our normal space as much as we can. I, I probably need to lead off and say that the one thing that has stayed consistent for us over the last uh, seven years really has been um, something that I, that I call Wandering Wednesdays. Uh, and so during the summer months, June and July, uh, we, we have uh, every, every Wednesday, uh, I say every Wednesday, the, the majority of those Wednesdays in June and July, uh, we are moving from uh, place to place. And so I try to get other church members in our, in our congregation involved uh, and have them host a, a Wednesday night gathering and, that way they, they're able to see the, the students. The students are able to see them um, come into their house or, or whatever. Um, and so they can also they can cook a meal for them. And, uh, and so that, that comes with, uh, you know, some houses have pools. And so it might be a pool party. Other houses may have just some wide open space and do some other things, uh, go fishing and things like that. And so 
Wandering Wednesdays have been just kind of our consistent vibe for, again, the last seven years. We do it every year. And, and it allows us just to get out of our, our building and allow that space to breathe and also for us to be able to just kind of get outside of that that normal space and enjoy some uh, some outside community. And so that's the that's the consistent thing that that we do. And then on top of that, there's some other fun things that we can talk about. But um, I'm curious, Dan, for you, I mean, have you ever done anything like that moving from house to house uh, in in your congregation? Well, something similar. Now, we often didn't go house to house, um, but in the last church I was at, we would do Thursday lunches. And so mm-hmm. that would either be the park or um, restaurants and, and different things like that. And so it was something yeah. different than the normal Wednesday night. We would meet places. If I needed to pick up kids, you know, we'd run the church van around and I'd grab them. And yeah. it was just an opportunity for the kids to connect in a in a space that was different than the church building similar to what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask, you said that Wandering Wednesdays, did that take the place of your normal Wednesday night activity? Well, it, it's the same time. Uh, it's just a different location. And so, oh, okay. It, it's, so it's the same. It's our same thing that we do. It's just not in our in our youth space. And uh, I, I normally, like we've, we've talked about in this uh, short three-week uh, series of, of summer fun and events, you know, I normally take the, those those Wednesdays where we're moving around to um, to teach on a particular topic that is relevant uh, just to the group that I have at that time, uh, or or do something a little bit different than than I normally do. Because during the school year, uh, I don't have like a themed year, but normally during the school year, we're we're trying to make our way through a particular book of the Bible or uh, a couple of books of the Bible, that kind of thing. And so the summer allows for me to be able to teach a little bit more sporadically, if I can use it that way, use yeah, that term that yeah. way. And uh, and it just goes hand in hand with the fact that we're moving from place to place. And so that it just it just kind of works for us. Again, I don't I don't I don't know if it'd work for everybody, but I know that it it's been it's refreshing for us to just get out of our space and move around that kind of thing. Well, and to help our listeners kind of understand where we're coming from. My group at at Temple was about fifteen to twenty five in that range, so you'd go up and down in number. What what size of group are you dealing with with Wandering Wednesdays? Yeah, about that. I mean, okay. I've had I've had you know uh, over thirty before, um, and you know any anytime you're dealing with a larger group, I, I don't think that it, it means that you have to not do something like this, but it does it does make you consider obviously the, the, where you're going to be going, um, right, and is, right. does the space uh, accommodate that? But typically like we, we've, we have, uh, some members in our church that are just very hospitable and they have some wide open space. And, uh, and, and I know that we can always, uh, I can always go to them and, and they're ready to, they're ready to open their doors, uh, for whatever group size and they're going to make it fun. But the other thing I would say too, just is you know, if, if, if this is something that you're wanting to try to do, uh, and you do have a, a larger group, then, you know, just consider finding open space like a park, like you said, or, or something like that. Yeah. And and then, um, again, I, I care deeply about getting the the different generations in our church shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the part of the purpose uh, behind this whole decision. And uh, but, you know, if you if you're not going to their house, then still invite, uh, you know, invite 
you know, some members of your church um, who are very hospitable and just say, hey, would you be willing to maybe host this, cook a meal, barbecue or, or whatever, and just get them involved in a different way so you can just have uh, that shoulder to shoulder, you know, uh, interaction between teenagers and the older generation in your church. Well, one of the things to consider as you look at fun activities during the summer is to consider where you're at. You know, I live in Northwest Arkansas, and it's a growing community. It's the home of Walmart Corp, um, as well as Tyson Foods. And so in our area, we have 350 to 500,000 people. So there's a lot of things to do. Your situation is a little bit different, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, a little bit. We have Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. Not Walmart, not Walmart Corp. <laughs> So, it, it, and I just throw that out there because, again, the kids in, in Chris's student ministry are going to be used to doing different things than the kids that are in my student ministry. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that's one of the things that we have to factor in as we look at activity. You know, I have a choice between, well, let's take bowling, for instance. Uh, I have a choice of four, five different bowling alleys. Um, up and down the I-49 corridor between the, the cities up here. Um, and so that, it's just something we have to consider. Well, you know, fun activities, there's a lot of different things that we can do, things that we are doing. What I want to ask Chris and, and share a little bit myself is what goes into choosing those activities? What, you know, what are you looking at when you make the choice? Hey, see, I'm going to take my group here. I'm going to take my group here, there. Uh, what are some choices or what are some decisions that you have to make when you're approaching that? What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I think we we have to take into consideration uh, a previous conversation about camp and uh, conferences and things like that that we're already doing that are consistent. So I think we have to consider the fact, okay, we're maybe going to a camp in June and then going to a conference in July. And, and how much is that going to cost? Uh, what kind of burden is that putting on parents uh, and mm, families yeah. uh, and and then once we once we determine that and consider that, I think then we can kind of move forward with the other fun things. And so, like for us, what that means in our area is, I, I because we're we're already going to be going and doing a couple of other big things in the summer. The the other fun things besides the wandering Wednesdays, I'm not looking for an overnight trip. I'm looking for something that we can do within a day. So right, that right. that then limits our. Um, uh, our travel, you know, how far are we going to go? Um, thankfully in Arkansas, uh, the natural state, we have a lot of outdoor options. And so we, we usually go uh, at least one, one, uh, day of the summer, typically a Wednesday because it's, it's easier for our group, uh, to go float the river. You know, we go get some canoes and we've, we have a, you know, a day on the river and that's a lot of fun. We live really close to hot springs. And, and so like this summer we're planning to spend a day at magic springs that came from a decision like some, some of my group kind of like the water park idea. Others don't. And, and we tried to do that one year at SOAR, try to go to the, one of the water parks down there. Right. And uh, it was just a mixed crowd. Like some, some loved it, some hated it. And it seemed like it was more of more people that hated it than, than not. And so I was just like, you know what, if there, I had some this year that wanted to do it and magic Springs is also a theme park. So I was like, you know, we're not going to six flags. And we're not going to a water park. And so let's just pick a day and 
we'll just make a day trip out of it. And the kids are really excited about it. Parents are excited about it. It's a cheap, cheap day. But then also, uh, man, I throw in uh, one thing that we kind of do near the end of the summer, and I've used this as kind of a back-to-school uh, primer, so to speak, uh, a water Wednesday. Uh, we have uh, different inf- uh, water inflatables that we can rent close by, and we bring them out to our location, our church, and and we just have a big a big water Wednesday, water balloons, water guns. Uh, man, I've tilled up a, a ground before, and we've had like a, a big mud pit alongside of it. <laughs> You know, and uh, man, that was nasty, but it was a lot of fun. Um, just stuff like that, things that I can do cheap, um, and that that, that don't don't uh, make us, you know, go spend the night somewhere uh, in order right. to do it because we're already right. doing that for camp and soar. Yeah, I, and I I love you pointed out a couple of really great things. Number one, cost. We have to consider cost, especially in this post quarantine world. I guess that's mm-hmm. the best way to describe it right now, but. We have to consider, can the kids afford whatever we're going to do? I mean, you may have kids that can't afford to go bowling um, because it's an extra expense and they've been saving all their nickels and dimes so that they can go to the camp or the conference that, that you have coming up. So, you know, as much as you can get sponsors through your church, I don't know how, you know, of course, funding works in your group, um, but you've got to consider cost. And then I I think you're totally right. You know, making these day trips or afternoon trips, if you have those other big pieces, you know, there's of course fun things that you can do that are overnight. You can go on a little camping trip. Um, You can do hiking or other events that are just simple overnight, but anything you do is going to start costing, costing money um, when you, when you look at those things. Yeah. You know, one thing that I'm kind of curious about, um, the other big factor I think that's important as we look at, so we've looked at cost and thinking about um, in reference to our other trips that we have, wh- where those things are going to fall, is the issue of safety. Now, we have to be concerned about it. I know that as I've gotten older, you know, you think about it more as you get older because you, when you fall, you don't get up as quick. Uh, but uh, it's not just me. I got to think about my, you know, my students and uh, having been a parent who's my, my kids have survived and, and made it off to college. I think about that more than I did when I was 25, you know, before it's like, yeah, let's do whatever, you know, it, does that play into your, your thought process at all, Chris? I mean, yes, I always, I'm always sure. thinking about, about safety. Explain that just a little bit more just so that we're, we're thinking in the right way. I mean, are you thinking in terms of uh, s- safety in regards to, like, let's not go mountain climbing uh, because of risk <laughs> of death or safety because of staying out of certain areas because of risk of just, you know, physical harm or something like that? I, I, or is it all of the above? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little of all of the above, but okay. basically high-risk activities. You know, for, for if you take a group of city kids out to to float a river, yeah. that may not be the safest choice um, yeah. because they're just not used to doing that. And it may take um, a little bit of encouragement training and make sure that you have the right people there to help them, you know, if sure. they can't swim. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I guess that's kind of what I'm referring to is is that idea, you know, and of course, you, you don't want to go to a city if your kids aren't used to that sort of thing. You know, uh, that I just I, I'm thinking uh, about safety. 
trying to remember. There was a great book that I, I picked up. It's on my shelf back in the in my office, but it talks about that. You know, we need to think about safety and not just honestly about physical harm that can come from an activity like a mountain climbing, uh, but also thinking about the other safety issues. You know, we're talking about sexual assault um, and other things that we just really have to be aware of now. Now, I would I would say that I don't want to I don't want to come across in any kind of like falsely macho kind of way. Uh, sure, but I, I would I would say that safety is always is always a deciding factor for me. I mean, I'm always thinking in some way about yeah. the safety of the group. Um, and I think that's just a default. And, and so I, you know, um, I'm, I'm not going to choose anything that would put kids intentionally and put them in harm's way. Um, so, you know, if let's take the river instance, you know, I'm before we ever go and nobody else has to ever know about this, but I, you know, I'm always checking the levels. I'm checking the, uh, of the river uh, and making sure that, before we ever get there, that we're going to be entering into a, 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 a situation that is manageable for our group. Mm, uh, because you can, you, can, you know, great. I mean, the river is one, if it's too low, it's not any fun, but if it's too high, then it, it can be dangerous. And especially if I've got like right now, I've got a very young group that a lot of them have, have never canoed before. Uh, and so, uh, I'm not going to say that that that's a that's a reason not to go, but it is a reason to certainly have more adults there and put more adults with kids in boats and that kind of thing. So, so I, I think to answer your question, yeah, safety's safety's always a deciding factor for me. Yeah, I, I know that as um, Chris is a part of the the leadership team for our SOAR conference, and and so that's I know that's running in the back of your mind the entire time. And oh, absolutely, so keeping kids and keeping students safe. Um, you know, that's it. We've got to take a hold of that responsibility as student ministry workers, because these are people's children <laughs> yeah. and uh, we we never want to take that lightly. So, yeah. well, the summertime is full of uh, a lot of good things that you can do, a lot of fun things that you can do. I love your Wandering Wednesdays. That's a great piece that people should take and see how that can apply to theirs. Um, Thursday lunches is how we approached it. Again, mm making that weekly contact with students and some of those times when you're off campus, man, really build a relationship that can hold you through a kind of trying school year as they're being pulled away from uh, those church relationships. And so we just want to encourage you as you pick out the the things that you're going to be doing in the summertime, don't forget the fun. I mean, these are students. They want, they want to have fun. We like to have fun. And so we want to look at that. Well, Chris, we're about to wrap up. You got anything else to add in this regard? Man, I would just say, uh, you know, always have a purpose. Always have a reason for why you're going to do what you do, even if that reason is, like you're saying, Dan, to have fun. You know, yeah. um, I think um, I, I'm going to use this phrase, and I hope it's not a, a buzzword uh, and people black ball me for for anything but when it comes to these kind of things i'm very purpose driven and so i want anything that i do to be be able to be traced back to a value of our church yeah and and so when the when it comes to the summer months the value that i always trace things back to is biblical community now there's others that i can trace it back to but biblical, biblical community is is a value of ours 
um, we we value getting shoulder to shoulder with um, the people of God and and having a good time and and growing together in relationship. And the summer is a great time for us to do that. And man, I'm telling you, when you get in a canoe with somebody and you flip over a couple of different times, <laughs> you, you build a bond. You know, um, when you when you go stay in a in a cabin at a at a uh, really hot, stinking camp. You know, there's community that's being built there. There's shared experience. And so while, while yes, there's a lot of hard things that you have to do, it, it's, it's worth it, you know, when it comes to building those, those not just memories, even though that's, that's certainly part of it, but building um, those relationships, building community among your group. So I would encourage anybody out there who's beginning to make plans for your summer uh, or finalizing them, you know, always, always have the purpose of, fostering good biblical community. I love the phrase you use, Chris, shared experiences. I've found over the years that that is how you build that community. You know, going on a, a van trip where you're crammed in with a whole bunch of other students and you're sharing a bunch of goofy songs, um, just spending time together. <laughs> shared yeah. experience is an incredible um, thing. Well, you know, as you approach the summer, Man, don't forget the fun. Don't take yourself too seriously. <laughs> Spend yeah. some time with those students. Build those relationships and keep going. And we do all these things because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.